Hi everyone, uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear. Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films, and also one of my favourite Christmas films, and that is the 1990 American family Christmas comedy film, Home Alone, uh, which I... Which is a film that I remember fondly from when I was a kid. It's a firm family favourite for my family and for a lot of uh, families. Uh, It's written and produced by uh, the uh, great John Hughes, um, who uh, wrote and produced some of the the best films of the the 1980s. Um, And it was uh, directed by uh, Chris Columbus. And of course, it stars uh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Joe Pesci, uh, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and Catherine O'Hara. And uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So, uh, as I was saying uh, in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about one of my favourite films, uh, which is also one of my favourite Christmas films and one of the favourite Christmas films of uh, my family. Uh, It's a film that I watched uh, a lot uh, growing up, and that is the film Home Alone, um, which was uh, written and produced by the great John Hughes, uh, who is synonymous with making some of the best films of the the 1980s and the early part of the 1990s uh such films including uh national national lampoon's vacation um uh the european vacation and the christmas vacation films uh weird science the breakfast club of course ferris bueller's day off uh pretty in pink planes trains and automobiles uh, Uncle Buck, another of my favourite films, um, another film that uh, he made with uh, Macaulay Culkin, Dennis the Menace, uh, Baby's Day Out, um, and uh, also a part. He's also a part of the uh, um, the Beethoven franchise of films, and of course the Home Alone films. So uh, he is a, uh, or he was. Um, a very prolific uh, producer and writer of some of the the funniest films um, that have uh, come out in the last 40 years. Um, yeah, he's uh, sadly missed, um, but his great creations are on film uh, live on, and um, they have been enjoyed um, since they came out, and they will be enjoyed uh, long after... Um, uh, uh, our children's children have grown up and 
start watching them because they are um, they're amazing and they're enjoyable and um, they they're just uh, for all ages and for for all sexes and they're just um, yeah amazing funny and entertaining films that are just heartwarming in so many ways. Um, Home Alone was also directed by uh, Chris Columbus. Uh, who is uh, synonymous with some great um, some great films in his own right uh, whether that is just as a, a producer or as a director um, he produced uh, the Gremlins film back in uh, 1984 Goonies, Young Sherlock Holmes he directed uh, Adventures in Babysitting which is one of my favourite films as well um, he directed Home Alone and the sequel Home Alone 2 and also another one of my favorite another favorite film of mine uh, Mrs Doubtfire which is another favorite family um, family film um, it's a favorite of my family uh, and also uh, Bicentennial Man uh, which came out in 1999 that he made with Robin Williams and that's another film that I, I love uh, and he also directed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets um, and his most recent film uh, is The Christmas Chronicles 2 um, which uh, is coming out this year for Christmas on Netflix and um, he is a, a great director um, great filmmaker great producer and his collaboration with um, John Hughes uh, in uh, Home Alone is just uh, wonderful, and um, and yeah, the, the the way that they they both told the, the story, uh, which is uh, a simple story, but it's very complex in a lot of ways um, because it's uh, it's, a, it's an emotional story in so many deep. And profound ways because it it tells the story um, uh, as you may know um, or you may not know you may not have seen Home Alone uh, but uh, for me I've watched it so many times since I was a kid um, I know everything um, that any everyone says everything that anyone does in the film because uh, it's such a such a favorite of mine growing up and um, I like many uh, kids growing up uh, looked at uh, Macaulay Corkin in Home Alone uh, playing uh, the role of Kevin McAllister and uh, I wanted to be just like Kevin McAllister you know he lived in this big house uh, he had this big family um, and he got to stay on his own um, for a considerable amount of time and just go crazy basically um, in a, a fun way uh, I should say crazy in a, um, a frantic sort of a way uh, he was able to um, do things that he wouldn't ordinarily be able to do um, and he also goes on uh, and learns some very important life lessons uh, about family um, and about himself as well he really shows that he's very uh, 
he's more inventive uh, than he may thought um, and uh, that he could uh, he could survive on his own and uh, um, he he definitely got his his wish um, because uh, you may not know but uh, in the film um, Kevin McAllister uh, who's an eight-year-old boy uh, it's um, it's set just before Christmas um, and he and his family are about to leave uh, to go on vacation to France um, but um, uh, just before uh, the, the night before there they plan to to travel to, to France to spend Christmas there um, they're having a, a family get together there and uh, they've ordered pizzas and they're, they're, they're just um, getting everything ready um, to, to, to get up early in the morning and then travel from um, Chicago to, to France um, so it's very chaotic there's uh, a lot of the lot of kids around um, the, 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 the brother and the the brothers and the sisters of uh, Kevin, as well as his uh, his cousins and his um, his uncle um, and uh, his aunt. Um, so it's very chaotic. Um, and there is the the figure also of uh, a, a policeman who's uh, standing in the the entranceway of the home, who's just standing there, just trying to ask people. Uh, who are just uh, rushing past him because they're busily uh, readying themselves for the the morning of uh, leaving, and he's trying to ask some questions to stop them. Uh, but of course, this is um, the character of um, Harry, um, who's played by Joe Pesci, uh, who is in disguise at this moment. He's uh, dressed up as a, as a police officer, but in reality, he's a uh, He's a cat burglar, uh, and he's planning to to rob the house um, with his uh, with his friend and his um, partner Marv, uh, who's played by uh, Daniel Stern. And so he's kind of just casing the house, um, trying to get some information about their security and when they're going to be leaving and if they're going to be there, and so that they can um, make a play to. Uh, basically burgle the, the house while they're away um, and uh, this this house uh, on this street uh, has been filmed many times and has been featured in um, uh, a lot of uh, John Hughes's uh, films um, and it was uh, filmed mainly in uh, Illinois uh, the, the film was filmed in various locations uh, throughout Illinois, um, but uh, yeah, if you if you look at this, uh, the house, uh, the, the McAllister family house, and you compare it to some of the films from John Hughes's um, films, you'll you'll see that the the architecture is very similar, and in fact, the the, the street is um, is is one that has been used uh, over and over again. Another thing to, to mention uh, right off the bat is um, the soundtrack and the score. 
uh, she's uh, composed by the the great John Williams, uh, synonymous with some of the the great um, soundtracks of uh, the 1980s, 1990s, the 2000s, ranging from E.T. to Close Encounters of the Third Kind to Star Wars to Harry Potter. Um, he has um, such an ear for some of the most superb music and magical music. Um, the music that he conjures up for um, Home Alone um, that we that we hear just as the the, the opening credits are are being shown on the screen really just conjure up this um, this magical uh, scene. Um, and this, and all throughout the film, the the the, the songs and the, the score is just so. And like in in a lot of films, it's like another character there. It's like this mystical, magical character that just carries us through the film and is uh, wonderful in helping tell the story uh, that we're being shown. And um, there's no one better. Uh, and John Williams, um, he really has created some of the, the most iconic um, soundtracks. Um, soundtracks that, as soon as you hear uh, a couple of notes from it, you can immediately um, identify which film they're from. They're so iconic. Um, so yeah, so the film revolves around uh, Kevin McAllister uh, basically being left uh, home alone by his family um, due to uh, basically accounting error or just because um, in the morning when they wake up um, to their surprise there was a power cut during the night um, and uh, it knocked out the power and uh, when it came back on uh, all the alarm clocks and um, um, all the means of, of waking up on time were cut off so when they wake up they're they're late uh the uh the vans to take them to the the airport and to take their, their luggage to the airport have already arrived and nobody's up um so uh after this uh after there's a knock on the door uh and um uh the, the mother, Kevin's mother, um, played by uh, Catherine O'Hara, um, realizes that, uh, that there was there must have been a uh, power cut and that they slept in. Then everything goes into uh, chaos, um, and uh, then we see everybody um, from uh, Kevin's dad, uh, um, Peter. Um, to his mom Kate uh, and uh, his um, his uh, sisters and his brothers and his cousins and his uncle his aunt rushing around just trying to get everything ready trying to um, trying to uh, do as much as they can as fast as they can so that they can make their flight um, uh, to the airport uh, but previous to this, uh, the uh, previous to them waking up, um, there was an incident in which um, after they had ordered the pizzas and they had arrived, uh, Kevin had come down from his room and he had 
um, gone to get a, a cheese a piece of cheese pizza um, but uh, his brother uh, Buzz um, said to him that basically it's all gone we've eaten it oh but I can I can regurgitate it for you if you really want it and this really angers um, Kevin um, and he's ridiculed uh, by his his brother um, and also by his, his entire family really he's not really seen in that high regard because most likely because he's the youngest um, but um, following this incident uh, Kevin um, has a, a violent tantrum he pushes against Buzz and Buzz goes back and he uh, accidentally tips over some of the the um, the, the drinks that are on the, the table where they're eating their pizza and um, the drinks go over not only the, the, the pizzas and the, the, some of the paper plates but also over some of the passports um, and the uh, plane tickets there's milk all over the plane tickets and the and the, the passports because um, uh, Kevin's mum Kate said to everyone drink the milk because it's just going to go off while we're away um, and that's what gets absolutely uh, spread across the, the the work surface and onto the, the tickets and the passports and following this um, uh, Kevin's uncle uh, uh, says to him uh, his uncle Frank ridiculing him saying look what you did you little jerk and then all the attention of everybody is on him and even his brother Buzz says Kevin you're such a disease um, and Kevin has talks back tells him to shut up but um, then he's ordered by his mother and his father to go go upstairs go to his room and not to come down for the rest of the night and he's angry and he's taken up to the uh, the attic where he's going to be staying the night uh, by his mother uh, and on the way there he he says uh, that uh, um, everybody in his family hates him and um, he he wishes that um, everyone would just go away disappear and his mum says well um, be careful what you wish for in uh, not so many words and says uh You'd be uh, pretty upset if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have a family. And he says, no, I wouldn't. And then um, she says, well, say it again. Maybe it'll happen. Um, and then uh, he storms off to bed. Then Kate uh, goes away, goes back downstairs. And then we see the events of, uh, as I was describing, the this rush to get ready and rush to the, the airport. Um, and in the uh, in the rush, um, getting to the airport and making the making it onto the plane, they forgot that Kevin was still uh, up in the attic asleep. Um, and one, while um, uh, Kevin's mother and father, before they left, were getting ready. Um, uh, one of Kevin's uh, uh, cousins um, did a uh, did a, a a account of all the kids outside, uh, but unfortunately, um, 
one of the uh, one of the neighbours, uh, Mitch Murphy, uh, who's also uh, eight years old, uh, who's a neighbour of the McAllisters, um, had come around to say goodbye to them because he was going to his um, his uh, um, grandparents in Florida, I believe, for the for Christmas, and um, when uh, Kevin's cousin. Uh, Heather um, just sees him from the the back and just uh, she just assumes that he's Kevin, so she just counts him among uh, all the all the kids. And it was that mistake that led her to believe. And uh, after she reported back to Kevin's mom Kate that she'd um, she'd accounted everybody, uh, that's what led them to believe that everyone was there. But uh, in reality, Kevin. Uh, woke up, uh, he came downstairs from the attic, uh, when he went downstairs to the kitchen, um, and he, when he, when he went searching through the house, he saw that there was no sign and no, um, no evidence that, uh, anybody was still around, and, uh, he just sits at the, in the kitchen, um, and he wonders, where is everybody? And while he's wondering this, uh, Kevin's family uh, are on a uh, American Airways um, plane heading to Paris, France, and um, while they're uh, they're on the way there, um, uh, Kate uh, has this feeling that she forgot something, that they forgot something, and she says to her husband uh, Peter, Kevin's father, uh, played by the wonderful John Hurd. Um, she says, oh, what did we forget? And he says, well, um, I don't think we forgot everything, anything. Oh, I, I might have forgot to close the garage door. Um, and she's oh, okay. And then she has another feeling. And she thinks, no, 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 there's something else. And then uh, she says that I iconic uh, phrase uh, that we know from um, Home Alone. And then she goes, Kevin. Uh, because she realises that they forgot Kevin. She hadn't seen Kevin all morning throughout their entire rush to get to the airport. Um, and it turns out, after they checked to see if everyone was on board, that Kevin was indeed missing. Um, and back at their house, um, Kevin uh, realises... And he says that he made his family disappear. And he actually believes that his wish came true and that his family had indeed disappeared. Um, and uh, um, to this, uh, you'd think that he might be concerned by this, uh, about being left alone um, uh, just before Christmas and that he was out without his family. But um, Kevin's quite uh, overjoyed by this, in fact, and uh, uh, as a result, he starts rushing through the house, screaming and jumping on his mother and father's bed um, and um, enjoying uh, movies and eating ice cream and having the, the time of his life, uh, basically. Um, and... Um, uh, he, uh, he 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 enjoys uh, uh, his time alone. Um, you could definitely say. 
Um, and uh, over the course of uh, um, his time on his own, as I say, he he uh, he goes through uh, everybody's bedroom, uh, also through his uh, uh, his brother Buzz's um, belongings. Uh, see and go to a trunk that's in his room and sees a picture of Buzz's um, uh, girlfriend uh, who he's uh, not impressed with uh, and then he he um, is able to uh, get some of uh, Buzz's hidden money it's in a tin uh, but at the same time he also releases um, Buzz's tarantula that is in the tank um, in his room um, when uh, the uh, um, the the shelving that he tries to climb up uh, collapses and uh, falls on top of him, but uh, um, he's able to uh, um, re uh, to uh, get the, the the money and to uh, go out to the store to go and pick up a certain things as a. Uh, a new toothbrush um, but while all this is happening um, uh, Kevin's mum Kate um, and his, his father Peter um, they uh, they fly um, they, they stop off in uh, Dallas uh, um, they, are, they have to make an emergency landing go to Dallas um, because uh, they have to try and find a way to get back uh, to get to Kevin because they think they, they, they fear that anything could happen to him um, so they're trying everything they can to try and get in touch with their neighbors uh, to try and get in touch with Kevin um, uh, Kate actually rings uh, the, the police uh, and asks them to send someone round to, to check on her son um, so they're doing everything they can, um, but um, uh, they uh, at one point um, Kevin's mom is left in the the uh, at the airport uh, because she wants to get back to to Kevin um, as fast as she can. Um, um, so. And, and um, Kevin's uh, the extended family. Um, if I remember rightly, they no, they actually do make it to France. Sorry, they make it to France, and um, they and then they have to wait for a flight uh, back um, to uh, Chicago. Uh, uh, but uh, Kate's um, uh, uh, Kate, uh, Kevin's mother. Uh, decides to um, uh, uh, fly uh, from to uh, from Dallas to Scranton so that she can get back to uh, Milwaukee in um, Chicago uh, as soon as she can so she can get back to, to Kevin to, uh, to check on him because um, uh, on her own uh, it would probably be easier to get back than uh, the, the whole family. And while this is happening, um, the uh, the the wet bandits 
who uh, are a, a pair of uh, cat burglars uh, that uh, include uh, Harry and uh, Marv, uh, played by Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern. And uh, they are going from house to house in uh, the McAllister neighborhood, uh, robbing and burgling those houses as they go along. And they're called the Wet Bandits uh, because uh, Marv uh, uh, always um, makes a point to clog up the sinks of, ev- of all the houses that they burgle and leaves the water running and um, floods them out. And that's, uh, as he describes it, that's his trademark. Uh, which uh, he annoys Harry, um, uh, but uh, it uh, amuses Marv, so that's why he continues to do it. Um, and they're going from house to house, and but uh, the one house that they want to burgle more than ever is the McAllister house, and that was the same house that... Um, that Harry visited um, dressed up as a a policeman uh, on the night before the McAllisters left um, uh, almost all of the McAllisters left to travel to France Um, uh, and he he says that's the the silver dollar that's that's the one that they uh, he's been uh, looking forward to burgling because they might have some jewellery some um, stereos you know, things that they they can make some money from um and uh they make a plan to to go back as soon as they can um and but when they initially do they go uh, at night to go to the the basement uh of course kevin is there and he 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 sees them actually he sees their shadows uh going uh being cast across the, the curtains uh, in the the, um, the living room uh, while he's watching a, a movie and he's alerted straight away and he rushes down, rushes into the kitchen and he turns on the light to the basement and uh, straight away uh, both Harry and Marv are um, uh, scared off and they, they say, oh, they, they, the McAllisters mustn't have left yet so they, they decide to come back another time Um and um, the second time that they they come back, uh, Kevin uh, has staged this mock um, house party. Uh, he has a, um, a standee of uh, Michael Jordan going around on a on a train, and he has music blaring, um, Christmas music blaring, and he's dancing around with this inflatable. Um, um, and he's just, yeah, he's trying to make out uh, as best as he can that there is actually someone there, that the, the family is still there, uh, because he's been alerted to the fact that um, that someone is trying to to rob the house. Um, um, and while Kevin is there alone um, in uh, um, on a in the house uh, of course he um finds that he has to go out and um do uh and get some um supplies 
he goes to um, the, the drugstore there, and as I was saying, he, he tries to um, he tries to buy a toothbrush there, but um, while he's in line, um, he's scared uh, away uh, when um, uh, his neighbour, um, uh, who is referred to as uh, uh, Old Man uh, Marley, uh, is in line uh, with him, um, who's played by uh, Robert's Blossom. Um, who uh, there's been tales told uh, mostly by uh, Kevin's brother Buzz that he is some kind of uh, serial killer who murdered his own family 30 years ago and uh, that he uh, mummified the bodies Um, and uh, because of this while he's standing in line Kevin is um, frightened uh, by Marley um, and he ends up running out of the store uh, before paying for um, the toothbrush that is still in his hand. And uh, when the um, store clerk runs after him and he sees a, a policeman nearby, he alerts the policeman and says that Kevin is a shoplifter and that causes Kevin to run away and over uh, a nearby um, uh ice rink that's there and uh but uh he's finally able to to uh get away from the policeman um uh but he claims that that now he's a criminal um and that's when he has another close encounter uh with um both harry and marv because they're uh sitting in their van um seemingly after uh, burgling uh, a previous house or another house in the neighbourhood and they nearly run into Kevin and that's where we get one of Kevin's uh, iconic screams uh, of which he does throughout the film many times Um, I recently uh, just re-watched Home Alone and I forgot how many times Kevin actually screams throughout the film and it's quite a few times actually he screams uh, just after he finds out that his parents and his family have left without him. Uh, he he uh, screams a uh, couple of times after he puts on some aftershave. Um, so he yeah, he does it quite a lot. Um, but following this, um, he 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 sees that uh, Harry has a gold tooth, um, and he previously and he, that's when he realizes that he actually saw Harry previously and that he recognized him as the cop who had um, visited his home uh, on the night before his parents and his family left and he was there when he came down the stairs to try and get his uh, pizza and he briefly spoke to um, uh, Harry actually just before he was uh, taken back to his room by his mother and he saw his gold tooth then and he realizes that Harry the, the person who he sees in this van with Marv is the same uh, man who uh, was the policeman who came to his house on that night and because of this he's frightened and he realises that he has to get home immediately um, and then we see that Harry uh, thinks that the kid that, that Kevin recognised him and he just wants to 
maybe he's one of the kids that he saw when he went from house to house throughout the McAllister uh, neighbourhood trying to find out information about when the houses would be vacant so they could burgle them. Um, so because he he uh, is in fear that he's going to be um, uh, found out, here Marv uh, 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 initially um, they follow Kevin uh, Kevin is able to um, to hide within a uh, nativity scene uh, outside of um, the uh, the church um, that he goes to, which is very near to where he lives. Uh, and uh, Harry and Marv lose him after that, and they drive past. Um, and uh, I think it's after that that we have the scene where they come back the second time to the house and. And he's, having, he's uh, putting on a, a party to make... Kevin's putting on a party to make out to both Harry and Marv that his family is still there and that they shouldn't um, they shouldn't attempt to uh, to rob the house, to burgle the house. Um, uh, and then um, there's a point where we see uh, Kevin go to see a local Santa Claus uh, impersonator um, because uh, at this point um, he's beginning to uh, beginning to miss his family uh, even more <coughs> excuse me and um, yeah that's and um, the Santa impersonator says uh, well because after Kevin tells him of uh, what had happened and um, that he wished his family would uh, disappear, but he wants them back now because it's been too long. And the Santa impersonator says, "Well, hey, I'll see what I can do for you." Um. Um. And then. Uh, um. We see uh, Kevin. Uh, go uh, uh, return home um, and uh, uh, on his way um, he, he goes to a church uh, and uh, watches a, a choir perform there uh, and that's when he has a conversation with uh, old man Marley uh, his neighbour uh, who uh, talks to him about uh, about his granddaughter, who is a member of the choir, and about the the troubles that he's had with his um, uh, with his his own family, um, and uh, Kevin says that you know that uh, you can you can make up. You know, uh, people have difficulties, but um, it's, it's good to to bury difficulties, especially around the holidays. Um, and uh, both Kevin and uh, Marley come to an agreement and they say Merry Christmas to one another and then Kevin returns home uh, because um, he, he realises that um, um, that both Harry and Marv are going to come back to his house um, the next uh, on that same night uh, because um while Kevin was uh, in the house alone uh, and both Harry and Marv were watching him, 
uh, Harry Marv saw Kevin go out and cut down a tree in his backyard to bring into the house to be a Christmas tree uh, and um, when Harry was looking through one of the, the windows he saw Kevin um, uh, um, um, putting the, uh, the baubles on the tree and decorating the room um, but Kevin sees uh, Harry in the reflection in one of the baubles there and that's when uh, he's uh, spurred into uh, faking that his his father is still there and he calls out for his dad but Harry realises that he's all alone uh, there, Kevin's all alone and that they'll be uh, okay to, to come back at another, another time and um, that other time is the same night that Kevin goes to see the choir at the church um, the church uh, outside of which he he hid in the nativity scene uh, but uh, Kevin uh, uh, has in secret been preparing for um, both uh, Harry and Marv's uh, return to his home uh, so he uh, he's um, he's made and uh, he's adapted his house with several uh, booby traps in, in preparation for them to return. But while all this is going on, um, uh, Kevin's mother, Kate, uh, does eventually make her way from uh, Paris to Dallas and then to Scranton, uh, where she gets stuck. And that's where she, um, while she's trying to get a a flight home from Scranton to Milwaukee um, and she, she's not finding any any luck there she um, she gets an offer from uh, Gus Polinski uh, who's the leader of a polka band uh, who themselves have been uh, stuck in uh, Scranton and uh, he's played by the wonderful John Candy um, who is a great actor uh he was in uncle book uh he was in so many fantastic um films um john hughes films uh, as well as um every great every, all great films and uh he's a sadly missed actor he was uh um inspired inspiring uh entertaining and one of a kind and um and um, he was great uh, in the character of uh, Gus Polinski. It's a very small character, but um, very jovial. And um, and it's uh, and after he hears of uh, Kate's plight um, to, to return home to his son, to her son, who's uh, who's been left home alone, uh, he and his uh, poker band decide to lend Kate a helping hand and offer her a ride uh, in a rental truck uh, since they are going to be passing uh, Chicago on their way to uh, Milwaukee um, uh, and Kate uh, gratefully accepts and she gets in the, the rental van with them um, and uh, she, she makes her way uh, back home that way and while Kate is on her way home um, 
Kevin uh, is at home uh, and he's in waiting for the wet bandits of Harry and Marv uh, who break in and uh, spring the traps that uh, he has left for them, uh, including uh, heating up the uh, the doorknob of the front door, um, burning um, Harry's hand and... Um, uh, he puts some uh, water on the the, the step uh, by the, the basement, uh, which makes it slippy, which uh, Marv slips over on. Um, and then when uh, um, Harry come, goes in, eventually goes in through the uh, the front door, he's burnt by a um, um, uh, burnt on his head anyway um by a, a torch um and um uh marv is shot in the eyes by his bb gun kevin's bb gun and uh marv steps on a nail while trying to go up the basement uh steps to go into the house and they both get um uh marv gets uh they get hit by um paintings and uh, Buzz's uh, tarantula is put on um, um, Harry's um, chest, and oh yeah, loads of booby traps that are set for for the two of them. Uh, but even though they're hurt in a lot of ways, and even uh, Harry loses his gold tooth along the way, uh, they continue to pursue Kevin throughout the home. Um, to, um, uh, to to subdue him so that they can do what they want to do uh, So before he calls the police. Um, uh, but he puts up a good fight um, and uh, eventually uh, Kevin lures both Harry and Marv into a neighbouring home that he has set up a, um, um, a line where he... Um, a, uh, 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 which he uses to to go into his neighbor's home, um, uh, and um, then uh, you see both Harry and Marv try to pursue him, uh, but Kevin's on the other end and he cuts the line uh, that they're trying to use, just as he did to, to go into the, his neighbor's home and. Is cut and they fall to the ground, um, but this doesn't stop them again. So they continue to pursue Kevin, uh, and um, but just before uh, Kevin um, uh, left his home, he uh, rang the police and told them that his house was being robbed, and uh, told the police uh, which um, uh, address they should come to. And um, uh, but uh, this is just before uh, he is captured uh, by um, the wet bandits. Um, uh, but uh, just as uh, um, he's been, uh, he uh, has been uh, uh, ambushed by them. Um, old man uh, Marley. Uh, um, assists and knocks both uh, Harry and Marv 
unconscious with his uh, snow shovel and then we see uh, the police have arrived uh, and they have successfully arrested uh, the wet bandits um, uh, and uh, they tell them that uh, they because of Marv's uh, trademark of leaving the uh, leaving the water running in all of the, the homes that they burgled they now know which homes uh, both the wet, both of the wet bandits were responsible for burgling so that will uh, assist them for charging them with multiple robberies uh, and uh, as they're arrested putting the police car Kevin looks out the window of his home and uh, he smiles and he waves at uh, Harry um, and uh, it's uh, definite that uh, the wet bandits won't forget Kevin McAllister and Kevin McAllister will definitely not forget the wet bandits and uh, of course um, they uh, would see him uh, in uh, the sequel to Home Alone, Home Alone 2, uh, Lost in New York uh, so uh, I'm sure the events uh, that they uh, they went through uh, trying to uh, in an attempt to try and rob Kevin's uh, house uh, were imprinted upon their uh, their bodies as well as their um, their minds um, and they wouldn't forget him uh, anytime soon which does uh, uh, does happen to be the case and uh, that is brought up in the next film um, and then uh, on Christmas Day the next morning uh, Kevin wakes up and he rushes downstairs uh, but he's initially disappointed to find that um, his family is still gone uh, even though um, he had previously made a, a request to the uh, Santa impersonator um, that he um, for his uh, his family to return, um, and then outside we see that uh, a vehicle has arrived, and then we see uh, Kevin's mother, uh, Kate, uh, enter the house and call for Kevin, um, and then uh, Kevin and Kate have a a touching reunion uh, in which they embrace one another. Um, and just as uh, Kevin asks where everybody else is and Kate's uh, just saying that they couldn't make it back they're, they're sorry um, the, the whole family of Peter, Buzz uh, Jeff, Megan and Linny um, Kevin's uh, brothers and sisters um, um, come back they said that they waited in Paris uh, until they could obtain a direct flight to Chicago rather than doing what Kate did and uh, take a, a flight from Chicago to, to Dallas to Scranton and, and return as soon as she could um, they waited and took a more direct flight um, and then you see Kevin uh, go to the window uh, um, where he uh, where he looks out and he sees um old man Marley uh, reuniting with his son his daughter-in-law and his granddaughter um, very touching scene um, and Kevin and Marley uh, both wave to one another uh, Peter finds um, 
Kevin's father, Peter, finds Harry's uh, knocked out gold tooth. Uh, that was knocked out, um, I'm sure, after he was hit by one of the, the paintings. Um, and uh, then we hear right at the end, Buzz call out to Kevin uh, and ask, asking him, uh, what has he done to his room? Because uh, in an attempt to find some money so that he'd go to the store and buy things, uh, he'd absolutely trashed Buzz's room uh, when the uh, um, the uh, the shelving that he was using to climb up collapsed on top of him. Um, and of course, he hadn't attempted to to clean it up. And that's the end of the food. The end of the the film and. What a great film, um, I have to say. Um, uh, one of the breakout films uh, for Macaulay Corkin, uh, who uh, previously um, uh, who had appeared in Uncle Book as well. Uh, but uh, I believe this film is the film that really made him. And of course, the sequel, um, Homeland 2 Lost in New York as well. But um, this is the film that I um, I became familiar with um, uh, Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I think a lot of people became familiar with Macaulay Culkin, and this film will be uh, synonymous with him um, for for as long as he will live, and long after that. Um, and uh, as I say, since I was nine years old and I first watched this film, uh, I've been a fan of it, and. Um, I, like many children of my age at the time, wanted to be Kevin McAllister. I was fascinated by the plan that he drew up to booby trap his house. and uh, I was impressed by his inventiveness and his independence and his ability to um, go out and do things. And um, yeah, he was just, um, I suppose I wanted to be like Kevin McAllister, but a lot of, a lot of kids wish that uh, but just like Kevin McAllister in the film um, it's uh, a testament to why people should uh, watch watch they what they wish for and um, be grateful for their the family that they have even though they may uh, be annoyed by their family they may be taunted by their family sometimes um, you only get one family and that even though all families have differences of opinion um, that uh, um, just as is shown by uh, Marley's family um, you can uh, you can make up for that and uh, life is short and um, sometimes distance um, that the more distant that uh, families are the more that uh, we can learn to appreciate um, who our families are and how lucky we are to have some members of our family. Um, not all families are the are the same. Some uh, problems in families can't be rectified as easily. Uh, but uh, everybody has a family, and uh, um, you know, some people, some mothers, are just like. Uh, Kevin McAllister's mom, um, who was so devastated and distraught that she'd um, and just even at the thought, the reality that she had left her her son and what that made her out to be, what 
would people think of her? Um, would they think of her as a terrible mother? But um, she's not a terrible mother. She's just she was just in a rush. They were all in a rush. No one's fault. Just all this series of um, events happened to just um, allow uh, Kevin to be left home alone. So it was no one's fault. But uh, yeah, um, it's a great, the great, some great lessons in there for everybody, both young and old, uh, about appreciating the family you've got, about appreciating the time that you have with your family, because um, as we all know, uh, especially in this day and age. Um, there is uh, so much loss that is happening and so many people miss people who um, they know they're not going to see again and uh, and um, yeah we all wish that we could have more moments with family members who have uh, unfortunately passed on so um, I think Home Alone for me is one of my favourite um, Christmas movies um, mainly because it's about family and that's what Christmas is all about um, it's all about appreciating what you've got um, it's also about um, just doing all that you can to to not forget your family to um, even Kevin even though his family uh, are not with him for the majority of the film even at the end of the film he makes a point to um, to decorate their Christmas tree and decorate the house and make it um, make it seem welcoming for every one of the family and he goes and buys gifts and, and he looks forward to their return and he wishes for their return so you know even though at the beginning of the film he was wishing that his family would disappear in reality he misses his family um, he wouldn't want to be apart from his family um, but uh, uh, as we know uh, this actually happens again but in um, in different circumstances uh, but uh, it's, it's just one of those things everybody knows when you, you're in a rush uh, you can misplace things you can miscount people and um, but um, everything uh, everything ended um, on a hopeful note and um, that's why it's such a heartwarming uh, uh, family favourite film um, and that's why a lot of people go back to it time and time again um, to watch Home Alone as a family because it's so uh, iconic everything from the characters um, to the actors to the music um, everything about it is just uh, just speaks to uh, uh, what it's like to be a, a, a kid um, and to the, the, the magical and wonderful time of Christmas and uh, how and why it's all about family and um, especially now uh, we should all be grateful for the family that we still have and uh, hope uh, and pray that uh, everybody uh, is able to find a way to connect with their their family members and their friends um, so that, that uh, in some way shape or form everybody can have um, a happy Christmas 
um, and that uh, people can um, find a way uh, to um, find a way back to uh, some kind of normality um, but uh, yeah hopefully that uh, that the prospect um, of uh, I've hopefully returned to reality uh, is uh, just on the horizon as I speak here in 2020. Um, but Home Alone is one of those films which I look to and I watch and I enjoy and I think of and I think of the messages that are uh, integrated into it and uh, the great messages that are integrated and are part of the DNA of a lot of John Hughes's films. Um, and it's really about appreciate, appreciating um, life and family and never, never giving up on love and hope. And um, they're some of the, the best gifts, uh, best attributes of life that we could, uh, we could all hope to, to have. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. Uh, hope you like what you heard and um, hope you have a happy Christmas uh, and happy new year and I'll talk to you again soon if you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings experience um and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, a book form, uh, and go to Amazon, and you'll find um, all ten of my books that I've had published Um they're all books of poetry, um, uh, books of stories, uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences. Um, and there'll be more to come. And uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to, uh, to the podcast, then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet. And uh, your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated. Um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode. Um, and I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>